saying in part, black Americans are waking up to the reality that the Democratic Party has taken advantage of them and the media and the party are terrified. Our community supports the policies of President Donald J. Trump and knows full well that life was better four years ago under his administration. No amount of media deception or liberal race baiting will sway the minds of black voters who will cast their ballots this November for safer streets, a better financial well-being, a secure border, and a complete rejection of Joe Biden's disastrous tenure. So you all were all there. Uh, a quick show of hands. Do you believe his comments were in any way racist? Nobody. Okay. Adul, uh, what were your thoughts that night when you heard these comments during the event? It's about time that somebody started telling the truth. I mean, he's only speaking to what some black folks have experienced for a very long time, which is a disastrous justice systems in many cases. And ultimately, we can all see this playing out right in front of our very eyes. I didn't I wasn't offended or didn't feel like anything he said was racist in any way. Uh, former President Trump also made a statement about his mugshot taken as part of his Georgia case. Let's take a listen to that. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. It was a you see black picture. people walking around with my mugshot. You know, they do shirts and they sell them for $19 a piece. Kevin, Tia, I want to bring you in here. Do you feel that that comment was in any way off color? Not at all. I mean, you know, the reality is, is that, uh, you know, we see a president that has been prosecuted and persecuted. And a lot of people in the community, especially in the black community, who have felt that there's multi-tiers of justice are seeing that played out in front of their very eyes. And they're saying, yeah, I can relate to this guy. This guy is going through some things that either myself or my family have gone through. And this is a very relatable moment for a lot of people. So seeing this mugshot as a, you know, as a, you know, a big, you know, to the, to the media and to the, uh, political uh, pundits is it's a big deal and it, it really does resonate within uh, within the community. Tia, want to get your your comments there. Well, no, no, I agree, especially coming from an education perspective. You know, he didn't say if you're not black, you're not black if you don't vote for me. You know, he was just stating the truth. And that's what sometimes we need to hear. For too long in politics, we've been lied to and we need to hear the truth and have someone that we can relate to. Me personally, I don't think that's necessarily um, relating to blackness, but I do think that a lot of black people have gone through um, the criminal justice system and it has been unfair to them. And I think that's what he was saying. Uh, Adul, you've said that, that you focus more on Trump's policies than what he actually says. But as uh, we saw when he was president, his words do have tremendous power, even fluctuating the stock market just minutes after he'd speak. Do you think that his words shouldn't matter? His words absolutely do matter, and I'm less concerned with something said in jest, and I'm more concerned with the fact that we had a president who actually took on criminal justice reform with the First Step Act. And unlike the Biden administration and the Democrats, he set forth a platinum plan for black economic empowerment, something we've seen nothing of the sort from the Democrats. Kevin, your thoughts as far as do you feel that there have been some policies in the past well, while he was uh, president for four years, uh, that black people benefited from. Absolutely. And uh, the number one policy, and the, the one policy I wish the mainstream media would cover, because it would give you a lot more credibility amongst your average folks, would be the policy that uh, Joe Biden in his 1994 crime bill 
uh, when he says, look, we're, we're going to get rid of these racial jungles. We're going to, you know, basically target black and brown communities for a little $5, $5 piece of crack. We're going to send them to, to prison for 15 to, to, to life. No, he's absolutely right. But we're not going to beat Joe Biden by complaining about what he's done over the last 40 years. We're going to have to beat him by complaining about what he's done over the last four years. Because the last 40 years existed when he got into office the last time. So obviously that isn't sufficient enough to overcome the level of tyranny and treachery and treason and just base evil that he is. And I agree with everything those folks are saying. I just think that it's unfortunate that on the right we see identity politics playing the same way that it plays on the left, just in the other direction. There's only individual rights, folks. That's it. We have products that'll change your life that are amazing. I want to sell you products that really work so you want them again. But if you don't support us, we won't be here. Plus, you really need Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 95% curcuminoid. The strongest other top brands are 75, 80%. Nobody makes it 95. We went to the top, one of the top makers. We said, we want the strongest you can make. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 40% off, InfoWarsStore.com. We have Nitric Boost. 40% off. We've been selling nitric boost for a couple years. Never had it below 25 because we, there was hardly any profit there. We went to a place that gives us stuff just as good or even better. It's where we're getting it from. And it's 40% off passing the savings on to you. Nitric boost. You need to experience it. You need to take it. So InfoWarsStore.com for nitric boost. And so many other great products as well like TurboForce, 10-hour clean energy back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com, TurboForce. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. God, I love the Beatles. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. This video <laughs> compilation is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> Let it roll. Let it roll. And remember, you can always watch this at band.video. If it gets to the point where you're fighting them in the Capitol building, it's because you lost. Scarface, I think, is one of the best movies of all time. It's one of my favorite movies. I have fond memories watching it with close friends in college, drinking red stripe beer. And there's so many things about it that come to think of it just watching that clip relate to what we're experiencing today. You've got this immigrant coming across the border, of course, in the case of Scarface, to escape communism. And in the case of today, to instill communism in its neo-fascist form. But it's the American dream. It's a rags-to-riches story. Hero with a Thousand Faces is a famous book by Joseph Campbell, which outlines, I believe it's by Joseph Campbell. He wrote the seven plots, too. 
basically there's seven plots in every story. Hero's Journey is one of them. Rise to Riches is another type of plot. Similar to The Wolf of Wall Street or Blow, it's this rags to riches story where you start with nothing, you get to the top, and then because of your hubris, you collapse. And there's something so inspiring about a broken person or a conflicted, complicated person who has their own ideals and because of the audacity to live according to their own ideals, they overcome all odds. And of course it doesn't end well for many and stories in real life whose flaws outperform their virtues. But there's a key moment in the movie Scarface where he's driving with his best friend whose name escapes me his friend says what do you want man he says the world chico and everything in it and on the one hand it's inspiring because there's this individual comes over from communism with absolutely nothing and actually conquers the world business women drugs everything you could imagine just fun and money the whole time and on the other hand, it's indicative of something inherently evil in all of us. The fact that absolute power does corrupt. Absolutely. And I think everything in the character in Scarface, aside from the competence, is embodied by our current political leaders. They want the world and everything in it. That's what globalism is. It's not some utopian, new, global government of one world, one people, one species, mankind coming together despite borders or race or religion or ideals. It's not some pretty picture of harmony, this globalism. What it is, is global conquest. The aim of the most notable historical figures throughout history. Historical figures, mind you, who committed atrocities. From Alexander the Great to Constantine to Hitler to Napoleon. Many, if not all of them, very evil people. But impressive and this audacity is only manifest in some, but is a necessary condition for the rise to power. So everybody we see at the top of these organizations, whether it's the WEF, whether it's the CIA, whether it's the FBI, whether it's Senate or the House or the White House, everyone we see at the top of these organizations and governments has the audacity of the character in Scarface, the world, Chico, and everything in it. And there's a certain minimum level of self-righteousness necessary to have that type of audacity that isn't conducive to empathy or compassion in most cases. But every once in a while, there's an exception to the rule. 
every once in a while, there's a hero with the audacity to pursue power for the sake of righting a wrong or establishing justice, if not for their own ego, for their own conscience. They do it not because they want the power. They do it because they want a clear conscience when they die, knowing that they did everything they could to right the wrongs in the world. I'm not one of these people. I'm an ambitious man, but I'm not one who cares so much about the world that I would pursue as much political power as possible in order to establish what I think would be right. That scene from Attack of the Clones with Anakin and Padme, well, then they should be made to. They're discussing democracy versus dictatorship. I'm just somebody who wasn't satisfied with a vote and wanted a voice because I want freedom for myself and my family. That's what motivates me. And when it comes to Trump, it's a difficult thing to analyze, to know for sure. He's not like most people of such levels of iconicism or notoriety. He's not someone that's very easy to know or understand. But when I look at what he's gone through, what he's experienced over the last eight years now, there was no selfish incentive for him to ever run for the president of the United States unless you just reduce it to ego. But that's not a satisfying explanation. Because if it was ego, he could have just claimed, oh, I could be president if I want to, but I don't want to do that. I just want to be in business. Just like Will Smith said a number of years ago. Do you guys remember that? Will Smith said, if I ran for president, I'd win. That is the ego convincing you to do something or not do something that you don't want to do. And so I don't think that he ran because he thinks he's so great or because of his ego or because of these selfish motives. It wasn't the world Chico and everything in it that put him in office. I think he ran because he realized that nobody else could do or would do what needed to be done. Same thing with Musk and purchasing Twitter to turn it into X. He had every, he has every incentive to just go home, crack open a beer, put his feet up. Say that was great. You don't buy X just because you're ego. You, you have to have more incentive. And I think a lot of it was the desire to right a wrong and the knowledge that you're the only one who can do it. This is what makes a hero. These are the ingredients of a hero in any culture, in any time, in any place or situation. First, it's the genuine desire to right a wrong for the sake of your own conscience. It's still selfish. The realization that you're the only one who can do it and the audacity to give it the old college try. Those three things are all it takes to be a hero. And I'm not trying to brown nose to Alex, 
But in a lot of ways, I do consider him an American hero. Obviously not a perfect guy, but an American icon, an American hero, because this is somebody who saw a wrong in the world that was this push for globalism, this deep state agenda, and all the Machiavellian approaches that it takes to conglomerate power. This is someone who, for the sake of their own conscience, with no clear reason to believe that it would be financially lucrative in the beginning, no clear reason to go on public access TV or radio for three hours a day before this empire was built, for lack of a better term. Someone who saw a problem in the world and for the sake of their own conscience wanted to do everything they could about it, realized they were among the only people who could do anything about it and then had the audacity to do it. That's, that's heroism. I briefly mentioned Dune earlier and it relates directly to this principle. That Star Wars is dead. Dune is king. <clears throat> that's one of the most empowering things about this, this new series that's come out. Of course, it's based on the, the book from many decades ago, famous science fiction book. People think it's a science fiction action film. It's not. It's a story about self-actualization and finding the hero within yourself. You've got this character who starts out as basically a boy going into young adulthood, has no idea that his destiny is to liberate an entire people and establish justice. And slowly, his character builds. He realizes he has the power to right the wrong, and he accepts the destiny. My path leads into the desert. And this should speak to all of us right now at this critical, crucial moment in American history. Because that's all you really have to do. You don't have to be a superhero. We can't all be superheroes, but we can all be heroes. You have to realize what is wrong in the world. For the sake of your conscience, you have to desire to fix it. And you have to find the way in which you uniquely are capable of fixing it. And that will make you an American hero. If you do those things, large or small. And despite the fact that MI6 doesn't want us reading C.S. Lewis or Tolkien or George Orwell because it shines a light on their own modes of operation, their own methods of madness, it's undeniable that a great truth was told in Lord of the Rings series. And you have Aragorn Rising to the occasion, realizing that he should be the king of Gondor because he's the rightful heir. And you have Gandalf becoming from Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White. And you have these other heroic figures. You have Theoden coming out of the abyss of Saruman's brainwashed Stockholm Syndrome and rallying the Rohirrim to save mankind from the evils of Mordor. You have these major players, kings, wizards, princes, immortals, lobbying for power in Middle-earth. But the whole point of the story is that 
all of these heroes, these major players, these superheroes that we adore and aspire to and see them in epic combat, whether it's in real life, in sports, or in movies and literature, mean nothing if the most insignificant among us doesn't make the long walk to Mount Doom and throw the ring in the fire. None of those other heroes would have mattered at all if it wasn't for the smallest among us. Literally, in the Lord of the Rings, small people, halflings, little people. Insignificant, not ambitious, not adventurous, just good people that want to have good lives, raise families, drink beer, smoke pipes. All of it's meaningless unless one of those guys has the audacity to drop the ring into the fire, to sacrifice the evil ambitions within us for righteousness. And so you don't have to be a Donald Trump or an Alex Jones or a Rush Limbaugh or any number of these iconic political voices, political figures to be a hero. And none of these figures, these voices, these names mean anything without the audience, the listeners, the followers. So what I've been thinking about as I enter into this chapter of adulthood, now that I'm in my 30s, is what that means for me. And maybe that's the human condition is to, is to never really know for sure and just seek that, that truth. But you have to find your way and you have to have the audacity to walk that path once you know what it is. All right, let's move on. Visa applies for biometric authentication patent. Visa, one of the world's two biggest payments processors, appears to be moving into biometric database authentication, at least according to a patent it has applied for. And Visa claims that this would be fully privacy friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the Patriot Act didn't violate the privacy of any Americans. Visa is in this way joining MasterCard, but also Microsoft and Google are favorites we're all exploring ultimately similar methods for the sake of what they say is preventing physical data theft and abuse of deep fakes. Trust me, folks. They're going to be able to deep fake your, your biometric data. No problem. Hasn't anybody ever seen Gattaca? So this is just an excuse for more control, more power. Google's Apple's and Samsung's payment services already provide the so-called seamless payment experience while Amazon apps just walk out, replaces, check out with what's said to be a similar experience to what Visa plans to achieve. So they establish these new technologies in the name of convenience and security and safety and efficiency and just better business. And nobody ever thinks about the unintended consequences. Nobody ever realizes that killing cats leads to rats. And whatever, Visa wants to establish biometric data tracking, fine. Nobody should ever do business with them. People should work with a competitor. The problem is the financial system is so conglomerated that all the co competitors are virtually in bed together. There's nowhere else to go. 
Here come the Bitcoin advocates. Bitcoin fixes that. Bitcoin solves that. Yeah, well, how are you going to trade Bitcoin when there's no electricity or internet in the world? I'm pretty sure that I'd rather have a box of ammo or a can of soup than a Bitcoin in the apocalypse. And what we're seeing here is an establishment, whether it's the financial elite or the political elite, the global elite, the world supervillains, realizing that the world is about ready to experience a massive change, a catastrophe, a climax of crisis. And they're setting the stage to ensure that their pieces are in the right place on the board once that happens for them to control everything. That's why you see them for apparently the first time, at least the first time that I'm aware of in history, you see them establishing rules and policies for hypothetical scenarios. Typically, laws are put into effect to correct something that's wrong now or, or establish a system that should exist now. Hey, we should make the speed limit this and we should make this different about higher education and we should do this now and this now and this now. It's usually responsive. Legislation, legislation is supposed to be responsive. They have a constitution. Everything else is up to the legislature as it comes across their desk, right? That was how this, com this conversation in this country was started. But now we see them coming out and establishing biometric authentication for no reason. Credit cards have worked fine for decades. No reason. They're all FDIC insured anyway. So if there's fraud at these banks or identity theft, it can get corrected. It's not that big of an issue. And then on the other hand, they're coming out with policies for how they're going to respond to disease X, a disease which they say doesn't even exist yet. They realize the catastrophe is coming. They're framing global policy around these hypotheticals so that when this climax comes, suddenly, all at once, it triggers an automated operation to conglomerate all power and control the response. Because history has shown that when a crisis happens, the public response is unpredictable, and that catalyzes major shifts in power structures, major changes in governments, totally new leadership. And that disruption is untenable for the globalists, which seek to conglomerate and sustain power indefinitely. On top of the fact that they're trying to be immortal so they can literally have power indefinitely. So knowing this, seemingly the only lesson that the globalists have learned from history, they had decided to write the constitutions of this new world government, to write the policies and documents and agendas and roles of this new world government. Now, so once this collapse and crisis happens on a global scale, whether it's economic or nuclear or whatever, immediately the response is contained and controlled and directed to their benefit at the expense of the liberty of all sovereign individuals the world over. That's why they're constantly making up these crises. The climate hoax, biometric issues, radical extremism domestically, terrorism, 
all of the major problems and crises that we spend 90% of our time talking about, not we on InfoWars, but we as in civilization, are basically hypothetical, not certain to be even true problems. As a rule of thumb, if it's not obvious whether or not there's a problem, there's a chance that the problem doesn't exist. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. But they're trying to fix it because they know it's about to break. Stick with us, folks. We're going to get more into it on the other side. We have a break coming up in about 30 seconds. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Be the reason that we're still on the air. I highly recommend TurboForce Plus and BrainForce Plus. Two of my favorites. Bodies is 40% off. And I believe we got DNA Force Plus coming back in stock if it's not still in stock now as well. But get yours now while supplies last. We are selling these products very quickly. We'd like to sell them even more quickly. And we're getting more inventory in stock as well. So keep us on the air for this crucial time in America at InfoWarsStore.com. And stick with us for more on the other side. InfoWars is listener supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide.
fish oil. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking it? About four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm -hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, I'm Chase Geyser, your host this morning, filling in for Harrison Smith. He's out today, but should be back at it tomorrow. Not sure what's going on with the schedule tomorrow, but it's possible that Harrison, Owen, and I will be doing a roundtable during the war room at 5 p.m. It's not guaranteed yet, but we will see for sure soon. I'm going to get into this raw story story in a moment, probably the next segment. So I'm going to put this off to the side. So much craziness going on with, with AI and lawsuits and fake news. But remember the space nukes story that came out last week? It's funny because all the rage last week was this imminent national security threat, the intelligence community insisting that Congress declassify this imperative national security information, and then it was subsequently immediately leaked to the press that this national security threat had something to do with Russian space nukes. Do you remember that? Gosh, it seems like so long ago, but it was just last week. And it seemed like they were going to use this space nuke threat as an excuse to get NATO explicitly involved in a hot war with Russia over Ukraine before Ukraine's defeat is complete and total, which is imminent. Because if Russia does indeed have nuclear weapons in space, technically that's a violation of the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, I believe is what it was called. I believe that was the year. And a violation of such a treaty would constitute NATO action in a more explicit manner than subtly funding, subtly, than just funding and weaponizing Ukraine in this war. So that was all the rage. It was going to come out. Congress has asked to declassify it. Then it literally disappeared in 24 hours. And within a day of that, we have this massive outage specifically of 
AT&T cellular service in the middle of the night. The press comes out, they drop the space nuke story, they drop the imminent national security threat story, they drop the association of it with Russia, and they repeatedly, incessantly push, promote, and claim that this cellular outage was caused by a solar storm. I'm looking at this, I'm thinking to myself, why is it that a solar storm would only impact AT&T cellular service and not Verizon or T-Mobile or any of these other cellular providers. Seems to me very likely that what we experienced last week with that cellular outage was a cyber attack. And obviously it was short-lived. The problem was solved immediately. It wasn't some catastrophe on a massive humanitarian scale. But I believe that it was a counter to the threat that we made against Russia last week. We threatened Russia that we would release this information publicly so that we could use it to leverage NATO into war with Russia. So by threatening that we would declassify this information to have a public conversation with our international partners, as the left likes to say. That could catalyze a war between Russia and the war world, a hot war, soldiers from all over the world on the ground in Ukraine and Russia. Their response was, we're going to show you that we can take down all of your communications on demand. So you better not release this classified information because I'll tell you, it could be a hell of a lot worse than this. That's what I think happened last week. And that's why you saw these allegations, these accusations totally disappear. Yeah, they come out. AT&T says the outage to its U.S. cell phone network was not caused by a cyber attack. This is the AP, the Associated Press, associated with the communist movement. <laughs> the fact that they have to say repeatedly it wasn't a cyber attack is just ridiculous. But if it was a solar flare or a solar storm, and I looked at the charts, I was looking up obscure scientific research lab websites to find heat maps of solar activity in the last 48 hours. You look at the solar activity, it was elevated kind of, but really only in coastal regions, certainly not nationwide, certainly not enough to impact the entire cellular network for several hours in the early morning. And if it was a solar flare, then why is it that it exclusively impacted one carrier and none of the others? That's like, that's like bombing Nagasaki in several neighborhoods within Nagasaki just not being impacted by the explosion. <laughs> like, what? So, okay, now we have evidence to believe that it was a cyber attack and they're lying to us about it. And then we have context around that evidence that there were these threats of releasing classified information information that would implicate Russia in an international crime that would justify international action. All while this World War III has been ramping up over Ukraine and Israel and trade and IMEC corridors and Belt and Road initiatives and global reserve currencies, it's all just formulating into this one bottleneck of conflict and violence and death and crisis. And suddenly everybody just shuts up about the space nukes thing? Because to me, it seems like the space nuke story is a bigger deal than cell phone service was out for three hours. After all, my cell phone service is out 
all the time in spotty areas. People are accustomed to cellular outages, especially in the middle of the night. Nobody really paid attention. But just bizarre. Now, I'm interested to see this article up here from Engadget. T-Mobile outage finally ends after more than 12 hours. That was from January of 2020. June of 2020. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't wrong saying that T-Mobile wasn't out too. But a lot of these carriers share the same cellular towers too, which is another thing that's interesting because the cellular data, I believe, goes through these data centers and it's processed in, in a centralized way to basically like a giant automated switchboard, make sure that calls get connected. And I believe the cyber attack occurred on the data centers themselves and specifically AT&T data centers because there was some sort of security vulnerability in place there that wasn't in place for Verizon or T-Mobile or AT&T just seemed like a bigger fish for them to attack. But they, it seems like Russia specifically picked one carrier to attack just as a teaser, like, hey, you don't want to escalate this. Now we see these reports this week in response to more Russian so-called provocations. Leaked files reveal Russian military's criteria for a nuclear strike. So they're teasing nuclear strikes again. And they're describing Putin as unhinged in these speeches where he's basically saying that Russia's going to nuke the West if NATO strikes Russia. So this is obviously from the sun. I knew it wasn't an InfoWars article as soon as I read the headline because of the inherent bias in it. Putin threatens to nuke the West after accusing NATO of planning to strike Russia in a rambling speech. Deranged despot Vladimir Putin so Joe Biden doesn't have dementia, but Vladimir Putin, who spoke entirely coherently on very complicated issues for two hours with Tucker Carlson just weeks ago, is a deranged despot. Now, I don't deny that he's probably a despot, but deranged, uh, just because you're evil doesn't mean that you're insane. Deranged despot Vladimir Putin has warned the West is in danger of being nuked as he ranted for more than two hours. So this is a claim of what he said. Let's see what he actually said. I'm literally just scanning this article to try to find a quote. And they're quoting incomplete sentences. It's, it's insane. We're going to get more into this, this incomplete sentence quoting next when we cover Raw Story, their lawsuit with OpenAI, and their recent community note regarding a false claim about Alex Jones and Elon Musk. Stick with us. Folks, we've got incredible products you need. They're game-changing. I've got great products because I treat you like I want to be treated. Plus... That's just how I always operated. As I got older and smarter, I went, wow, that's a good business system to sell people supplements that really work well because then almost everybody that orders the products reorders it. But that's not how the globalists operate. They'll put out some drug that kills you and then run a bunch of advertising for it and just switch to another drug. Well, we got a lot of great products right now. Big sales been sold out for almost six months. Body's ultimate turmeric formula, 95% curcuminoid. Average turmeric pills are 5 to 4%, 4 to 5%, and they still work. I don't know why they don't go concentrated. I don't know why they don't give them something that works 50 times better. I mean, literally, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, I just said 50 on top of my head. If something's 5% versus 95%, that's almost 50 times stronger. 20-something time, the, the point is, it's a lot 
stronger, ladies and gentlemen. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is available for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com right now. And everybody should be taking it. And, and everybody should be supporting the broadcast. I mean, we're doing really important work here. And we don't get globalist funding. We're funding people like you. So this is your broadcast. It belongs to you. The, the ball's in your court. You've got all the cards. I'm in your hands. We've got great T-shirts, Team Humanity T-shirt, the nuclear family on it, Infowars.com, 1776. Uh, we've got the uh, new Gadsden flag combined with red, white, and blue uh, design I did that I think is a great shirt. Those are at Infowarsstore.com. We also have Nitric Boost, now 40% off because we found out that who was manufacturing it for our manufacturer and went there and got a discount. So instead of 25% off, I'm offering a sale of 40% off, passing the savings on to you. Cleans out your blood, your whole body. Everybody needs this. Take action now. Nitric Boost, InfoWarsTore.com. It's about to sell out. Next level foundational energy that has the breakdown of methylfolate, that is the breakdown of folic acid, that is the engine of your cells. So it doesn't have a stimulant effect like Adderall or caffeine does. That just stimulates the neurons. This just cleans out the cells and gives them more energy and it's another level of energy. When I forget to take it, I really feel it. So I know you're going to love it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com. Also, it's been sold out for a while. It's back in stock discounted. And this is a stimulant with a bunch of amino acids, key compounds. Memory and focus, super powerful nootropic. Turbo Force. Is time release, so it hits you in 30 minutes, but lasts up to 10 hours without the letdown. TurboForce, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keeping us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. We're going to show a clip in a minute from the Alex Jones show yesterday talking about the raw story headline that mischaracterized his statements, misquoted Alex, basically saying that he called Elon Musk a complete and total fraud, which he didn't. He used those terms when he was describing Google. And that headline was community noted. Over 20,000 people liked 
Alex Jones reply setting the record straight. I'll show you that clip. But the reason I want to show you that clip is because of this story that came across the desk this morning. The Intercept and Raw story, progressive news stalwarts, sue OpenAI. Now, keep in mind, in 2016, Raw Story was the ninth most shared news outlet among Hillary Clinton voters on social media. It's basically a left-wing propaganda machine. They're suing OpenAI. Three prominent progressive outlets sued OpenAI on Wednesday, of course, yesterday, alleging the company violated their copyright protections in an extension of the battle lines drawn between news publishers and AI companies. Two lawsuits, a joint suit by Raw Story and Alternet, and another by The Intercept, were filed in federal court in Manhattan. The two companies allege OpenAI's ChatGPT violated the Digital Copyright Millennium Act when it trained ChatGPT not to acknowledge or respect copyright, not to notify ChatGPT users when the responses they received were protected by journalists' copyrights and not to provide attribution when using the works of human journalists. So I know that's vague, but let me set the record straight on this as I understand it. There were many tools before the advent of this AI technology that could take an existing article and rephrase it. These tools often committed explicit acts of plagiarism by inefficiently or incorrectly taking whole sentences, whole phrases, and just copying and pasting them into the content that they would generate. This would be an example of plagiarism. But as it seems to me, this lawsuit is not an allegation that ChatGPT responses are quotes from journalists at Raw Story, quotes from Raw Story articles, actual writing taken and duplicated. They are suing them for copyright infringement simply for scanning their publicly available articles and using it to inform the algorithm of how English sentences are put together. It is such a stretch that it's unbelievable, and it's obvious to me that the purpose of this is not because they believe that they're intellectual property. First of all, you have to have intellectual capacity to have intellectual property. It's not a belief that their intellectual property has been violated or rights have been violated. It is a realization that OpenAI is replacing these midwit journalists altogether. That it's writing better, more accurate articles instantly on any issue at any time. And it is putting these journalists out of business who have for so long lied incessantly, written at a 7th or 8th grade reading level, crappy articles about crappy people doing crappy things, making crappy claims for a crappy audience. And instead of upping their game and outperforming or innovating. They just want to sue and tear down, which is the embodiment and mindset and manifestation of leftism itself. It cannot create. It can only destroy. It can only compromise. It can only leech as some sort of parasite on the minds of people, on the hearts of people, on the culture of a people. On nations, that's why communism has to expand incessantly or it collapses, like every communist nation has collapsed, that ceased expanding. It's the same idea with Marxism as it is applied to human psychology. When it's embodied in an individual, 
it manifests very similar to when it's embodied in a nation. It is this lawfare of destroying that which outperforms instead of rising to the occasion and having the audacity to do what needs to be done in order to prosper and succeed. They are trying so hard as so-called progressives to keep things exactly as they have been, aren't they? Let's run this clip. This is a great example of the Soros-funded media, and it's, it's on record that Raw Story and BuzzFeed and those other groups, Vice, you name it, are funded by Soros. And they're propped up to put out <clears throat> fake news and incredible deception. So this story came out yesterday and was trending on Twitter. Alex Jones calls Elon Musk a complete and total fraud, turns on Elon Musk after he's massively censored. Now, I never called him a complete and total fraud. I said Google is a complete and total fraud. And I said we see some URLs from InfoWars like Band.Video now being banned, and we're seeing some uh, throttling going on. And I said Elon said it's a crime scene he took over, and it's full of embeds and operatives. He already had over two-thirds of them basically leave or fired. And so I said we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That is not saying Elon Musk is a complete and total fraud. And so Elon responded last night in a tweet, a post on X, and, and it said, what is it that Alex Jones is complaining about? And I had just uh, gotten home from a church meeting I went to, went to a little special Tuesday night church service with my uh, oldest daughter, and I was getting calls on the way home. Hey, Elon Musk is Xing, not on ecstasy, but on the site, posting on X and asking what, 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 what the problem is. So I uh, don't want to text while I drive. So I pulled over into a gas station about 9 o'clock, 8.30 last night and went and read the raw story and called up Chase Geyser, who's a real go-getter. And said, hey, will you go grab that clip? Pause it for a second. <clears throat> will you post this? I just want to say, I promise I'm not running this clip because John said nice things about me. Go on. What I actually said. And then will you uh, respond? And I dictated real quick to him what I wanted him to say. And then within 10 minutes, the guy's like a speed racer. Uh, he already had it up. And then uh, Elon said, well, <laughs> there's your fake news. And then they put a community notes on the uh, raw story saying fake news, which is the strongest condemnation that they do. So they've got a humiliating amount of egg on their face, but nice, nice try guys. Here's the headline, complete and total fraud. Alex Jones turns on Elon Musk after he massively censored and a bunch of people, when this is I'm not criticizing, it's just an example, went off half cocked some big, so-called conservative accounts and populist accounts said Jones bites the hand that feeds him and uh, Jones is a piece of garbage and all this stuff. Looking like, again, complete fools because if I, if I think Elon's really bad or doing something bad, I'm going to say it. But I didn't say that. And it's going off half-cocked, and I've done it before, I'm not perfect, that in the populist movement, we're not a centralized group, which is our strength but also our weakness, People love infighting, and they love to lie about stuff, and they love to run with stuff that's not true. 
So we don't want to go along with uh, Alex Soros and he, as he vows to, quote, wipe Trump supporters from the face of the earth because he's heavily involved in all of this. We wrote an article about it at Infowars.com last night. Ben Warren worked late to get that done, did a great job. We wrote another one this morning, Kelly McBreen did. So there you go. Fake News That's 101, media falsely claims The Alex audacity of raw story. Now they're suing OpenAI. They're publishing fake headlines because all they can do is tear down and... That's why it's called InfoWars. This is an InfoWar. We've been in it for decades now, and it is coming to a peak because the world is exponentially more digitalized than it was when this war started. I mean, we are saturated with digitalism. We live on our phones, on our computers, on our streaming platforms, on our social media accounts, and we create content for them, and we consume them in a vicious cycle of misinformation and truth battling it out for the minds of the people. Which is why it's more important now than ever that you support the InfoWars, that you support InfoWars itself by going to InfoWarsStore.com. We always have amazing deals on the site. We've got great products in stock. Bodies is now 40% off. One of the best flagship products here at InfoWars. I highly recommend it. It will help with flexibility, mobility, inflammation to help you feel invincible in the InfoWar and keep us on the air while doing it. It's a 360 win, folks. Check it out at InfoWarsStore.com. In the year 2024, the once great city of New York has become the most corrupt, liberal-infested hellhole in the entire country. Radical Democrat policies have created the most deteriorated and lawless zone in the nation. Riots, violent crime, drug proliferation, and a surge of illegal migrants flood the city streets. This issue will destroy New York City. Meanwhile, George Soros-backed prosecutors wage a war on law and order. Today, justice has been served. These are felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are. Reshaping the city into a stronghold of communist control. She's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. The rules are simple. Join the deep state or face extinction. happening next we interrupt this program to bring you a special report america has been captured we have a occupied government any loyal american who does not want to be a complete slave of a biomedical extermination operation needs to get informed quick get right with god and then start telling everybody you know about it and not complying with the system the system is here to destroy us complying with it will get you killed Period. 